Hello, I'm Tamar Rodney, and you're listening to the United States of Nursing, a limited edition series of our On the Pulse podcast. In this special series, we will feature students, faculty, and alumni who are making an impact in their local communities across the United States. In every town across all 50 states, nurses are the innovative leaders who focus on communities, social determinants of health, and the local and national policies that impact the health of our nation. On this episode, we will speak with Jeffrey Vu, Director of Clinical Services with the Orange County Healthcare Agency. Jeffrey is concurrently employed by UC Irvine Health as the Associate Clinical Program Director for the UC Irvine Gender Diversity Program, where he serves transgender health services in Orange County and throughout California. Jeffrey is also a 2021 DNP MBA graduate of the Johns Hopkins School of Nursing. Welcome, Jeffrey. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here, especially coming from California and being able to represent Hopkins all the way across the states. So Jeffrey, how about we start with you walking me through your nursing journey? How did you get to where you are today? You know what? I don't even know. I always say that my career in nursing has been a lot of doors opening up for me and kind of the first one being a lucky and fortunate one. When I was in undergrad, I was planning on doing something else. And UC Irvine, where I graduated my undergraduate and my master's degree, they had opened a new nursing program. And uh, I started researching more about it and realized that the personality of a nurse was more who I am than anything else I could have been. So I moved into that direction, not really ever having experience working in the hospital setting or going to healthcare. But I knew that I wanted to care for people. And I let it happen. And really, truly, my career has really taken off. I started off in the ICU, went over and started doing dialysis kind of concurrently. I did informatics because we started a new uh, EMR back then. It wasn't that long ago, uh, but it feels like it was a long, a long time ago. I've been a nurse for over a decade and then started going back to become a nurse practitioner. And the reason why I became a nurse practitioner was to work with those underserved populations and volunteerism. I volunteered in Vietnam twice. I continue to volunteer at summer camps for kids with disabilities just because it's part of who I am. And so I became a nurse practitioner, started working in primary care. And one of my roles, fortunately, was in family practice setting where I was working part-time. And in my free time, I went and volunteered. So I started working at UC Irvine as a volunteer faculty in the UC Irvine Gender Diversity Program, where we see transgender health patients of adolescent through adult. And it has really taken off. But coming to Hopkins, I wanted to represent the profession of nursing and nurse practitioners. So I got my DNP and my MBA. Um, So I got a dual degree. I was one of the first cohort from, from Hopkins. So now I serve in an admin role, oversight over clinical services in uh, public health in Orange County. So I have oversight over our HIV STD program and control for the county, tuberculosis control in clinic. We have a family health, family planning, children's health, um, a dental clinic, refugee health, and all of our Ryan White HIV funding of the county comes through one of my departments. So it's kind of funny to think I look back on my career and it really has culminated in the role I am in today. So I'm really interested to see what's next. That sounds like an exciting year. So you are a family nurse practitioner by training and 
your current role, do you still practice clinically or are you primarily in a health admin role? Yeah. So the funny thing is that part-time role turned, you know, the, the reward for good work is always more work. Uh, so I, of course, transitioned to full-time and then now this admin role is much more than full-time. But the things that are important to me, I always make sure that I negotiate for. Maybe this is, you know, the MBA side of me. But yes, I still see patients. Coming into this role, I navigated the ability to be able to have Wednesday afternoons to be able to see my patients. And so that's important to me and it's important for my patients. So I made sure that that happened. And, you know, a lot of what I do now, um, as as opposed to what I did before, is telehealth. So I still am able to kind of navigate to provide quality care. That is exciting, Jeffrey. I'm so happy to hear that you're still able to have your clinical work inform your other administrative work. But what I'm hearing from you is that you also have a focus on what sounds like marginalized populations. How did that happen? And what have you learned working with these populations? The work that I I truly hold dear to my heart as a nurse and a nurse practitioner is with our transgender health and LGBT services. What I realized was that they're here in Orange County, you know, we think that there's services in LA and maybe services in San Diego, but here in Orange County, we're uh, in Southern California, a little bit of a desert for these services. I remember even a friend asking me, do you know anybody who's an LGBT friendly doctor? I was like, just a friendly doctor? Shouldn't everyone be a friendly provider? So realizing that there needed to be more services. So I responded in that way. Um, There was a physician that started her own program. After 5 p.m., she would finish her patient load, and then I'd come in and start taking on a couple patients with her to help navigate the services for patients. And then when I was able to come back as a part-time role as volunteer faculty, it just became something that I did on Wednesday afternoons. And now I've been doing it for, it's coming upon almost a decade, it's weird to say. So here in Orange County, I'm one of the few people who can see patients across the lifespan as a family nurse practitioner. And transgender health services is actually something that really could be integrated into primary care. Seems like a a specialty because you have to navigate some of the delicate conversations, but as a family nurse practitioner, I'm very well prepared to be able to see these patients. I'm very glad to be able to address that need on a weekly basis. I'm happy that your patients have you and that you have a different lens that you can bring to this, especially being prepared as a family nurse practitioner. But speaking of our different providers, what do you think nursing brings to the table in the work that you do every day? You know, I think that that compassionate part of what really define one of those defining values of what a nurse is, not that other health professions aren't compassionate, but mm-hmm. it is that level of knowing without having to talk, that little bit of Uh, empathy comes a long way because it really brings humanity to what we do and makes healthcare more of an easy thing and a better experience for patients. As we said at the top of the podcast that we are interviewing nurses across all 50 states and we're lucky to have nurses from all 50 states at Hopkins and you were born and raised in California. Can you tell us what is your favorite thing about California? Oh, there's everything to do in California. Uh, I was just making a comment that the beach is one way and another four hours, the mountains are another way and the weather could be warm and still snow. So it's really, you know, you get the gamut of things and there's always options. I live around the corner from Disneyland. I don't even have to go to Disneyland. I can just 
go sit outside the parking lot and watch the fireworks at nighttime. It's really a wonderful opportunity to just kind of see what feels right and let kind of life happen and live in the moment, which you know I, I love. I love. Okay, so we're a little bit jealous. Sounds like a beautiful place to be and everybody might want to move there after this. Um, but when you think about healthcare, what are some of the unique challenges specific to California that you've experienced? You know, I actually, in my previous role, I worked for a large health institution where I did telehealth actually for a while. And I was licensed in five different states because I was seeing patients all over their health system. And California, the way they practice medicine is really, it, it's not integrated. It doesn't allow for patients to be able to navigate across healthcare very easily or very readily. It's very siloed. Um, you know, we think about how HMOs work and you kind of have to, you don't have a lot of wiggle room within those medical groups. But the harder part is that even per hospital or per region, you can't cross the county lines or cross the city line. Sometimes it feels like you're very restricted. And so it makes it hard for patients to be able to access the care that they deserve. So it's really tough, you know, even in my clinical setting as a nurse practitioner, that I will provide a service that I can share across the state of California. I'm licensed in the state of California or multiple states. Uh, however, patients can't get to me because their medical groups or the way that the insurances are kind of built up. It's hard for patients to be able to get care from a knowledgeable provider, but also someone who is able to see them and, and like do it quickly. I can, I can, I don't have a very long wait time because I kind of carved out this space for my patients. It sounds like that might be somewhat similar to maybe fragmented care and ultimately the patients are the ones who suffer. Is there any way to change that or is there anything that the state or nurses could do to change that? You know, I, I love that you bring up this question because here in the state of California, I'm actually on the board of directors for the California Association for Nurse Practitioners, CANP, which is our local state professional representative body. And I've been on this professional organization for many years, you know, ever since I've been a nurse practitioner. And nurse practitioners and nurses are part of the answer for the healthcare crisis that we have. We just went through this pandemic, not that we're out of it, but we realize that there is more that we can do. And if we function at the highest capacity of our educational abilities and trainings, then we can be more efficient. So here in the state of California, we've been advocating for full practice authority, something that the AANP has been advocating across all 50 states. Here in California, our legislative body is a little bit difficult to navigate, but we were able to finally get something passed during the pandemic because legislators realized that nurse practitioners need to be able to be part of that solution. We can't hold them back. So being able to function at the full practice of your license and your education and making sure that you advocate for that as a nurse or whoever you are, because it's not about who has what job, but it's about being able to address the needs of the patients. And uh, the more of us there are nurses and nurse practitioners, the more patients will have ability to access quality care. That's wonderful. And I'm happy to hear that you are doing so much more than we would think that an initial RN degree would afford you to do. So serving on that committee is really a blessing to get some of these changes that you speak of. So you wear many hats and I hope that you'll continue in your nursing profession for a very long time. But how do you think that your work as a nurse will impact the people that you see? 
you know, it's funny, I came to the county here and we have a license here in the state of California. We have our RN license. I have my nurse practitioner license, but I also have my public health nursing license here in the state of California. And I've been renewing it for the over decade I've been a nurse, not thinking anything of it and realizing it's kind of expensive, but I came to the county and it's been a blessing because that experience that I have as part of my educational career that I had this license for, it kind of stayed with me this whole time. And now it's, again, culminated in my career here in public health, that as a public health nurse, reaching out to public health patients has been something that many people who have been in my role previously have never been able to represent. So as a nurse, as an administrator, as a quality improvement, doctorate in nursing, someone who represents the profession, I understand not only all levels of care for our patients, but also the patient's experience too. And so I think that being a nurse is something that's intertwined in everything that I do, even though I don't necessarily spend my 40 plus hours touching a patient, I still see that what I do trickles down into what ends up being the patient experience. I'm happy that you brought up your public health nursing position because I would love to hear more about what this looks like. Can you tell me what a typical day as a public health nurse, what would that look like for you? Here in Orange County, we're trying to address the needs of our patients. So we have some of these free clinics for our patients that are grant funded and trying to navigate grant funding to ensure that these resources are continued to be available for our patients, but also collaborating with community-based organizations to make sure that populations are reached and maybe not necessarily that the county is the one who has to be offering these services, right? Because we are trying to create sustainability within the community. So sometimes we're building up, uh, addressing the needs of the population, and then trying to shift over responsibilities and then trying to move on to the next population. And the next population here in California is our homeless population. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's actually something that the, the Department of Nursing, which is just next to me, actually, uh, we're really focusing on because I'm the clinical arm, kind of a stationary arm, but nursing is out there in the community going out to do home visits or out there on the streets doing street visits. And something that's kind of coming up in the realms of public health is the future of actually doing street medicine. So there's a lot of things coming up that are really exciting, can be really impactful, and things that, you know, you don't have to be in the confines of the institutional walls of a hospital. It feels kind of safe to do that. But You can be much more creative in Mm -hmm. what you deliver in healthcare and public health because it can do a lot more reach. But remember, it it really comes down to if you can save one person's life, save one person's experience, bring healthcare to them. That's the goal of the public health nurse. Seems like you're making a massive impact to not just individuals, but your communities as well. So that is wonderful to hear. One of the departments I have is our uh, HIV STD clinic and and all the funding that comes to the county. Because we are a Ryan White funding county, we get all of that funding and we, we, uh, our local jurisdiction and local and a couple of the other counties surrounding us actually received funding for what's called the ending the HIV epidemic funding. Mm -hmm. And so Ryan White is very um, standard direct access to care for patients who live with HIV, but the ending the HIV epidemic grant allows us to be able to implement 
novel ideas in the community because, you know, we've done a great job of trying to address uh, HIV and treatment of HIV and prevention of HIV, but we could still do better. And so there's this investment from the government, from the community to try to address this. So then that way we get to a net zero place with HIV. And really, you know, it, it sounds like HIV is on the horizon. There's so much attention to it that it, it uh, hopefully will end sooner than later. Yeah, we're all looking forward to getting to zero in many different ways. So, Jeffrey, when you when you speak, you you've embodied quite a very complex career, which is way outside of what we traditionally think about nursing. But you also mentioned that you also have an MBA, so you're part of the first cohort that did that dual degree. Can you tell me what do you think having a dual degree, your DMP and MBA, added to your educational experience, and how do you put your MBA degree to use? The reason why I sought getting a dual degree at Hopkins, not only does Hopkins have, you know, the top rated DNP, and I'm so glad that the experience that I had was really hard as a DNP, but I understand the highest level of expectations of what it is to be a doctorally prepared nurse. But the MBA portion was a way for me to be able to expand upon who I am, right? I wanted to be able to learn something new. We all do that as nurses and as professionals that we are always growing. And so I took it as an opportunity to grow. You know, I've had a lifetime of leadership experience, but the difference between being a leader and a manager is is something that it's hard to break through and make it transfer over. So the reason why I chose the MBA was because I knew that the people who make the decisions for healthcare and how healthcare is managed and run, the hospitals, the departments of health are not often healthcare prepared. Right. So I took this as an opportunity to navigate that space to represent the the profession of nursing, but also our patients. So I I went back to get my MBA, knowing that that was the direction I was going to be going in. That's wonderful. And representation does matter. And I think you are an excellent representation, not just for the state of California, but for Johns Hopkins School of Nursing. So thank you so much for being a part of our show today. You are doing great work and we hope that continues. And we are very proud to have you as a Hopkins alumnus. Well, thank you so much, Tamar. I wish you the best. Thank you. And thank you all for listening to the United States of Nursing, a special series on our On the Pulse podcast. To see more about how nurses across the United States are making an impact in their local communities, visit unitedstatesofnursing.org. Wanted, future healthcare innovators. Are you looking to advance your nursing career while driving the future of health? Have you considered pursuing a dual degree that combines the best of nursing and business or public health? The Johns Hopkins School of Nursing collaborates with the Johns Hopkins Carey Business School and Bloomberg School of Public Health to offer dual degrees at both the MSN and Doctor of Nursing practice levels. These programs are designed for those who want to offer exceptional patient care and affect change at the healthcare leadership, public health, and corporate levels. The time is now. Go to nursing.jhu.edu slash on the pulse to learn more.